Welcome everybody to a hot, and I mean hot, summer uh, day, or even though technically still spring uh, here in Oklahoma City, but welcome to the Air Attack Podcast. I'm your host, Michael. I got David as well back again, and as always, listen to us on the uh, Unhinged Sports Network. This episode will actually be aired next Thursday, and then of course, <clears throat> uh, listen to on iTunes, Google, iHeartRadio, so much more. But in the meantime, we got so much to talk about Um even though sports, this is the time of the year that sports is kind of slow, as they would always say. But, hey, um, we got some wonderful NBA NBA action, game six tonight. We got uh, an interesting story about Chris Paul and so much more. But, David, how's your week been going? Man, it's been good. I've uh, really enjoyed watching the uh, NBA playoffs and uh, watching them just turn from what I thought was going to be just an easy breezy you know, trip to the conference finals. And now, all of a sudden, we've got three series that could potentially both go game seven. Absolutely. And speaking of uh, one that's actually be played tonight um, is uh, Milwaukee and, of course, Brooklyn is game six. You look at game five, Brooklyn entered uh, game five without Kyrie Irving. Of course, they uh, had a limited version of James Harden. Uh, Kevin Durant scored 49. I believe he had 17 boards. 10 assists, 11 assists, something to that degree, of course, led the Nets to a victory. Um, they were down, I think it was a ridiculous, what, 16, 17 points, something like that at halftime. And, of course, following one. Now we turn the tide to game six in Milwaukee. The Bucks, of course, they have to seize the momentum. They're trying to force water game seven. Um, it's, it's What's your take? Um on this series, who do you got winning the course tonight? We'll do predictions. But what's your take on this, what I would consider now very interesting game six uh, game for Milwaukee and against Brooklyn? Well, I think that Milwaukee, you know, despite uh, playing the Nets and having, Nets having as, it, as I said last week, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, uh, James Harden, and Blake Griffin, Giannis is – hasn't won any meaningful playoff series in his career. And I think he's like, it's time. I'm in my prime. I'm not going to go down without a fight. And he is leading the Bucks to make the Nets earn a trip to the Eastern Conference Finals if that's what happened. Absolutely. And and I think you nailed that, you know, you got, you know, Milwaukee, of course, in the Eastern Conference. I don't know if you would consider them overall league, but I know I think it was last year, might have been the year prior to, that they had the best record overall in the NBA, of course, an early exit uh, in the playoffs then as well. Of course, in the last three years, and you know, the leagues they've been the leagues one of the leagues best, especially the best in the Eastern Conference. I know we mentioned that last week. The Eastern Conference has been probably the weakest it's been in quite some time. Of course, now we're looking at it, um, this week or this today actually. You know, regardless, well, if Brooklyn wins, obviously Milwaukee season's over. I don't know what it takes, Giannis. I don't know what his contract looks like, but I would imagine um, 
obviously, let's just say, is play devil's advocate. They lose game six. Of course, we don't know that um, for sure, but or even game seven. Let's just say for the sake of argument, they lose the playoff series. Another early playoff exiting for Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks. Is it time that Giannis would have considered, you would think he would consider looking during free agent? And like I said, I don't know what his contract, when his uh, contract expires. I'm sure I can look that up. Um, but I know one thing. Hopefully Milwaukee can win. I mean, nothing against Brooklyn, but uh, I would like to see Giannis his whole entire career in Milwaukee. But unfortunately, as we all know, David, money talks. And uh, if you don't win, that obviously doesn't help the chances of that free agency to kind of stick around uh, for the franchise. Yeah, it does. Uh, if someone's willing to pay Giannis the proper amount of money and saying, hey, we already have the supporting cash you need, he may just but no no pun intended here, but buck out of Milwaukee and go play for a chance to win a championship because he's too good. Oh yeah, to, to not have a ring at some point in his career. I mean, we're not going to talk about Giannis as one of the greatest players and never win a championship ring. That in today's market, that's rare to happen because of the money. And you're gonna either gonna say, you know what, if you can't get him, if you can't give me. Uh, a supporting cast that win a championship, I'm either going to be traded or I'm not going to sign an extension. I'm going to test the free agent market. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, Milwaukee's obviously, you know, I would consider them as, as obviously a smaller more sport, kind of like Oklahoma City, probably a little bit bigger, of course, sports market-wise. But, um, of course, I'm looking, kind of scrolling through what Vegas has. Of course, uh, assuming that there is a game seven that will be play, I'm sure, on Saturday, I'm guessing. But, um it has, uh, of course, Milwaukee with 33.5% chance of beating Brooklyn. I in New Jersey. Brooklyn um, in, of course, New York. So we'll see. I like Giannis. Um, one of the best, uh, obviously, young stars of the game. And and like you said, uh, hopefully he can get a ring. He's and, and he's too good not to get one. But unfortunately, um, as we know in some other leagues, uh, Dan Marino, for example, in the NFL with the Miami Dolphins, some really good players just don't get the rings. But uh, I hope Giannis does get one because I, I, I like Giannis. Yeah, I do. And of course, it's funny. Um, I've always uh, I've always had this running joke with my friends. I give them five dollars if they can spell his name on the first try. <laughs> I still can't say his last name correctly. <laughs> it took me forever. I had to find it once when they were playing the Thunder. I had to was over at my dad's and I kept rewinding it and see how the broadcast pronounced it and practice it. And I still can't get it right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know for sure that I. I'm like, I'm like it, it, his, his, his last name is made simple because my last name is letters. It's crazy. My last name, if anybody's seen a John Wayne movie. Uh, there you go. Uh, but you still, it's funny as people still mispronounce it. But, but nonetheless, um, <clears throat> no, nah, it's going to be an interesting game set or game six uh, in, in Milwaukee. I believe it starts here shortly, but it's going to be interesting. I kind of hope, uh, I'm not for sure if Kyrie's playing or not. Um, I don't know if, if they've made that announcement yet. Of course, limited James Harden, which I think he's been limited all year long, to be honest. But I know he came into Houston extremely overweight, so I know I know he's been limited since. Uh, but anyway, uh, hopefully we get to Game Seven. Nothing but nothing beats, a, regardless if it's an NBA or, or especially baseball. But a Game Seven, 
uh, atmosphere. It's just something about it, knowing that regardless of the outcome, the season ends for somebody regardless. So we shall see um, what takes place in Milwaukee tonight. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a good game either way. Of course, with your goods, and I kind of want to speak on this real quick before we go to the other um, games, is, is, is Chris Paul – I read some of the tweets. I'm not going to get into this NBA red thing. I, I think whatever. Is, is, I feel bad for Chris Paul. But is Chris Paul going to be one of the considered NBA's most cursed player uh, in the history? I don't know. But uh, I would have to say that his, uh, he doesn't have any good vibes around him, that, good vibes that's around him for sure, because it's either he's hurt, he gets <laughs> – you know, test positive for COVID after getting the vaccine and, or he just gets stuck on some lousy teams. It's just terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, you, you got injuries. Of course, when Blake Griffin was with the Clippers and they were both with the Clippers, I should say. Um, injury prone there. That kind of hurt the Clippers chances. And of course, uh, Chris with Oklahoma city, which anybody that wasn't that lived in the react when they were, that lived in a realistic world knew that Chris Paul, regardless of who else we had, uh, we weren't gonna we weren't gonna win a ring for him. Um, of course, now then with um, with uh, Phoenix, he like you said, he tested positive after he got the vaccine, which you know that throws a whole another cork in the row. If people want to go out there and start you know saying whatever political, which. I'm not even going to remotely bring that up, but I just feel bad for the guy, especially for Phoenix. Hopefully they can rally around. Uh, I know Chris Paul was a huge success, not saying that he was the only piece that was that was um, orchestrating that, that wonderful offense, but uh, he'll be a huge piece that they're going to miss by far. But I still like Phoenix, Phoenix's chances. And of course, you know, with Paul would have helped a little bit more, but I still like Phoenix to, to rally and, Hopefully, uh, make it to the NBA Finals. Yep. Oh, too. As far as, I mean, I think the last time they were in the finals is when Charles Barkley was still playing. Oh, what? And that's been a minute. As they've been a minute. I mean, uh, this uh, it's like 25 years ago. I'm like, wait a minute, that could be 25 years ago. Well, it's starting, to make, it's starting to make me and you feel old. <laughs> Dude, I, was, I forgot what we were talking about earlier at work, and that in itself made me feel old. Um, but yeah, it, it's been a while for Phoenix. I kind of would hate me personally. I would hate for this to be the way that Phoenix's season ends. I hope not. I know it's part of the game, unfortunately, but I just feel bad for Chris Paul. I was really hoping, and I'm not saying that Phoenix, and trust me, with all the listeners out there, trust me, I'm not sitting here saying that the season's over, they're doomed, you know, wrap it up, put it in the box, and call it a day. Not at all. I, I still like the chances. Um, in the Western Conference Finals. But if it happened to be the last final destination, it would suck for Chris Paul to go out that way. I don't know if he's on a one-on-one year term, you know, single-year term type thing. But nonetheless, uh, I kind of hope – I hope uh, they can rally. And I like their chances against the Clippers. The Jazz would be a little tough. Yeah. I think so, too. I mean, you've got Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and there's a reason that the Jazz are the top seed in the Western Conference. We talked last week about how dominant the West Conference has been in recent years. 
And there's a reason that if you win the West or you're the number one seed in the West, that you're there for a reason. It's just not some fluke. Oh, hey, we're the one that one seed. You beat everybody. You beat them well. You play hard. And you have the right pieces at the right time. Absolutely. And I watched a little last night of, of Trey Young, but is it me or can that kid shoot? And I think we discussed it a little bit last week. It might have been the week prior. Can this shoot kid just shoot anywhere and he, pretty much he makes it with just the bottom of the net? This Trey Young is absolutely – and we saw a long course down in Oklahoma. This kid is amazing. He really is. And what really gets me is the fact that he – I think he's only 22, 23 years old. And his stock is still rising. And it's just amazing to watch him just – you know, he'll just – sit there, dribble, okay, nobody's open, I'll just pop a shot and just hit nothing but net. And I am just excited about it because if he can keep this up, he can make make Steph Curry look like a sixth man. And if you can do that, you're doing something in the NBA. Yeah, I looked it up real quick. Trey Young, in fact, is uh, 22 years old. Yeah, so he's, I mean, he's not even close to hitting his prime yet. It's, it's going to be amazing to watch. Knowing he grew up here in Oklahoma and went to school in Oklahoma, he's going to do great things. I mean, here in about maybe 20, 25 years, I mean, I-35 after him or something. <laughs> of course, um, I know when his time comes, I'm looking at his contract, he'll be a, uh, a restricted free agent or uh, in the 2022 offseason. Of course, he can get a, the qualifying offer in the 22-23 uh, season, assuming they want to go that route during a 22 offseason. So needless to say, he, he still got a little time left before he hits the free agency market. Nonetheless, I know one thing. Um, Atlanta better get ready to give him a paycheck if they want to keep him down there in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, because if Atlanta won't do it, there will be a team that's willing to pony up the cash to get him. This kid um, – and it leads us to, of course, tomorrow night's game six. Atlanta can easily eliminate the one seed in Philadelphia. And by uh, Joel Embiid, I'm not for sure. I think he's day-to-day um, for for the Sixers. Of course, Young with his shoulders day-to-day, I would assume both of those would at least – I know Trey's going to play, try to get this the nail in the coffin on this series. Joe's going to probably, I'm sure, going to at least try to test the waters on this one. And, of course, Hunter Goodwin and Reddish is out for the Hawks and Green's out for the 76ers. Who do you like in these in this game? I know it'll put us over the weekend. Of course, next week, recap as we head into the conference um, finals. Who, who do you like in this in game six? Do you think Philly can come out? Uh, I know that the Sixers are favored, but um, – I, I, I'm going to be a home. I'm going to be a little over homer. I think Trey Young gets it done in Atlanta, and I think the city goes crazy knowing that this team is in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, and it's all about what what kind of uh, performance that Trey Young puts on because if you know they came back twice, and it's one of those things where can they do it a third time? Is that just the way they play? where they kind of just find their groove later on in the game and Philadelphia thinks that they can just, you know, let off the gas a little bit. All of a sudden, here's 
Atlanta and then they make the Sixers make mistakes, capitalize and steal a win. But if Trey Young can establish himself early, uh, I don't think Philadelphia has a chance. Um, now with Joel Embiid uh, battling injury, and unfortunately the injury bug is hitting the 76ers again because they're number one seed for a reason in the East. And it's just crazy to think that the number one seed in Eastern Conference isn't going to make the conference finals because they couldn't stay healthy. And it's just that that's sports for you. If you can't stay healthy, you're not going to go anywhere. Well, exactly. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in high school and it doesn't matter, of course, college. We all know as well as, you know, if you, if you can't stay healthy, if you don't have players that can step up, it's going to be tough to win. You know, I saw a lot of good college players, especially in basketball, football, as well as the teams can take a hit, especially if, especially in basketball, for example, if, you know, if you only have one or two decent guys and your main guys out and, you know, your team kind of suffers from there course leading to the eastern or the western conference um, semifinals game six another number one seed uh utah on the fence they're on the the brink of elimination clippers of course play at home in la game six is in la um they can eliminate the number one seed i don't know this <laughs> the clippers really really confuses me um They've done well at times. They've been inconsistent at times. Now they're they're kind of getting that edge back up um, on them again. Of course, a must win for Utah. How do you see this series playing out? Do we see do we see the Clippers? I know Vegas has the Clippers winning, but very close in the percentage um, rankings. But I think we I think we see Game Seven on this one. I think Atlanta takes care of business in game six, but what do you think this series plays out with Utah and the Clippers? I think Utah will oh, step up God. and win game six and force game seven. Um, Donovan, uh, I think the game's in Utah, and Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are going to step up and uh, deliver when they need to and force a game, winner take all game seven. Um, Paul George is going to give a valiant effort um, in the absence of Kawhi, and um, but I don't think it's going to be enough to overcome Utah. I think we definitely see. I I, I definitely think that we see that we see a game seven. I think um, I think the Jazz steps up, knowing the pressure's on them. They haven't been to a Western Conference Finals. What would we when when they play the Bulls in the finals? Would be the last time. I think that that sounds about right. I don't – I might be way off. I don't really recall them being in the Western Conference Finals for a minute. Yeah. Um, I don't think that uh, they've been in any kind of playoff success since they played MJ in the uh, finals. And that Utah team was good. Yeah, Carl Malone, of course. We all know Malone and, and John Stockton. Greg Ostertag as well. That team was good, and and, that, and that's another team. Um, great players that unfortunately never got the ring. But uh, I like I like Utah. I like the chances. Game six, I think they take care of business. I think Mitchell, Mitchell and uh, Mr. Rudy. We all know Rudy, and uh, <laughs> I think they take care of business. I think we see game seven. 
And uh, Phoenix, I would love to see a Phoenix. I know Chris Paul's out, but I'd love to see a Phoenix and uh, Utah series. Trey Young, I would love to go. I would, regardless of who they play, just the fact that Trey Young's in the Eastern Conference could potentially be in the Eastern Conference Finals would be uh, must see TV. Yeah, it will be must see TV. It's going to be entertaining to watch in the least. Nonetheless, um, the NBA lottery, I think, is the 22nd, 27th, something like that. Um, obviously, we don't know what they're predicting, so on and so forth. I know the Thunder's chances are decent. I don't – are we officially – I shouldn't say out. I know we still got the chance at the one spot, but is our chance of grabbing that pretty low now? Uh, I think it's uh, something about 20%, if not less. And it has to do with that last game against the Clippers, which we inexplicably won. Um, instead of just, you know, just going out there and finishing the season, um, the players wanted to finish strong, and, well, they ended up finishing strong. And it knocked us down to the top five, uh, the fifth, uh, fifth best odds rather than the third best odds, the way the tiebreakers work. Um, of course, with this short 72-game season, they had a bunch of teams with the same record. So then they had to go tiebreakers as far as setting the odds. And uh, I think we got a good chance of getting a top three pick, which would be incredible. Um, we can get a really good young player, uh, stick him in the uh, G League, get him developed, and then uh, maybe build a team around him, uh, which would be great. Um, speaking of Thunder next year, uh, Sam Presti has said that depending on how the draft lottery goes, we'll determine how the team plays this year. So if we don't get a, a top three pick, there's a good chance there will be another tank here, which will be kind of disappointing because the fans will be back for the first time in over well over a year and a half. And I don't think too many fans are looking forward to tank another tank year. Well, no, especially the, the amount of the prices that they pay for these tickets. I, I wouldn't be – I personally wouldn't be happy either, um, and rightfully so. I'm kind of scrolling through the NBA mock draft to see exactly what potentially spot that they have us at. They have us at fifth, um, getting a, uh, a player by the name of Jonathan Cummings, a G League Ignite. I don't know who, what city that is, but uh, small forward, power forward. And, um yeah. I don't know much about him, but nonetheless, that's a mock draft. Of course, Kate Cunningham, the uh, the star up in Oklahoma State, um, going one, which presumably fighting something weird. Uh, that would be my guess and my best bet as well for uh, for uh, Kate Cunningham to to get that number one overall uh, selection. <clears throat> but um, going to the Thunder. Um, by chance, of course, listeners out there may may know the NBA G League. Not you know, of course, I've never been to a game. I've never been to a game. Uh, have you been to a blue game, uh, David? No, I haven't actually. Um, I was very surprised we had a G League team in the same city as uh, as a pro team. Um, it's kind of one of those weird things that you know. I think we're the only big four franchise to have its parent franchise and it's one of its uh, 
development franchises in the same city. Um, but I've never been to Blue Game. I might go and check them out. Uh, they're really good. If you want to see some young talent and maybe some superstars in the making for relatively low ticket price or thing to go. I might go this year. We'll see what happens. Well, let me know, and uh, I may have to hit you up on that one as well. Yeah. Speaking yeah, I, of the NBA, what do you think of the uh, Mavericks getting rid of Rick Carlisle? Yeah, about to touch that. That is quite interesting. That's interesting. Um, I think uh, what they're trying to do is, is of course, try to keep uh, Jocic uh, down there, I'm sure, as well. But it's very interesting. Uh, he's been there a while. I know for sure. Um, decent success. Uh, I believe he was down there. Wasn't he the head coach that took him to the NBA Finals in one year and won it? Yes, he is. 2011 with yeah. um, Dirk, Dirk uh, and Steve. Dirk uh, and yeah. I mean, good night. How long has he been out of the league now? Man. I grew up watching him. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> now it's it, it might be a time come. I thought Dallas had a pretty decent year this year. I know the early exiting didn't help his cause at all, uh, but nonetheless, it was a shocker. Um, not as more so. Well, I don't know if you want to say what's more of a shocker. Um, of course, Scott Brooks being fired and dismissed as the Washington Wizards head coach. Um, was kind of interesting as well. I do know that from what I heard uh, through the great lines of Twitter uh, is that uh, Russell Westbrook is not very happy right about now with the fire of Scott Brooks. Yeah. Uh, he'd be demanding to be traded. It's going to be interesting to see who wants to pick up his contract and where he'll end up. I wonder if New York would, the Knicks. Yeah. That would that would be interesting to pair him with uh, Porzingis, not Porzingis, but uh, uh, Porzingis is now in Dallas. Come to think of it, <laughs> I can't keep track, keep track of these players anymore. They keep moving them around. That's what my dad always says. He said, and he loves sports, but he says, I just can't keep up with sports anymore because we know where someone's like, hey, is so and so there? No, they got traded. When did that happen? Of course, you got to research it, but. Um, um, Julius Randle. Yeah, Julius Randle, yeah. If he can get paired and even R.J. Barrett. <clears throat> Nixon maybe have a better chance of continuing in the East. I wouldn't mind. I mean, <clears throat> I like Russ. I had no hard feelings when he asked to be traded. Um, that, of course, if that's the story is even correct, but I'm sure it is. You know, and Russ is no kid. He's a little bit older, if not my age, and obviously – he, he knows his career is starting to dwindle, and uh, he wants to win just like everybody else does. So I, I totally don't blame him for the fact that uh, he wanted to leave Oklahoma City because obviously we were in no position uh, to win at the time. And, of course, we were in, we had opportunities to win. We just couldn't get the job done. But Yeah. No. Earlier from, about, from LeBron or from somebody saying that the NBA might be rigged, um, I had a – inkling it some rigged in some way because in 2012 the Oklahoma City Thunder um, faced it, made it to the NBA Finals and I thought they may have find any chance and I thought oh yeah we're going to play LeBron and I said it's going to be over quick and sure enough five games in it was over and I was thinking I think it was rigged a little bit because we had 
Kevin Durant, um, James Harden, Russell Westbrook. Um, I think we still like Kendrick Perkins that, but we had a pretty mm-hmm. stout team. And for us to go lay on their face, it made me kind of suspicious that maybe something was up, but I don't know. Well, of course, and I don't know either. I mean, I have no proof that it is. I got no proof that it's not. I'm just going to be the little Thunder Phantoms. I'm just going to say, yeah, it's not rigged because, you know, you got so many conspiracies. I personally, my first impression of this is quite interesting and this is quite weird that all of a sudden this happened is when the Thunder blew the lead against the Golden State Warriors, then eventually took the loss in Game 7 eventually – of course, the same offseason, the same year, that's the same offseason that Kevin Durant then balked and, and went to Golden State. I thought that was my green light. Like, hmm, that was my moment. That I was like, this is kind of strange. Yeah. I don't know. Regardless if the NBA is rigged or not, I, if it is, I don't know what team they're trying to get in the finals to avoid that. Because I'm thinking the Clippers, I'm trying to think of who would be the drawing card. Clippers, Nets, I guess, would be what they're trying to guess. I don't I don't really know what they would try to pull. The Jazz doesn't have that big name um, out there. I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know. It may or may not be rigged. I don't. I have no proof that it is. Of course, I have no proof that it's not. But nonetheless, Twitter, if you want to read some interesting tweets, about the NBA being rigged, that's that's the place to go to. Yeah, it is. Speaking of which, you know what happened on this day 27 years ago? Yes, Mr. O.J. Simpson. Yeah, that was interesting. I remember watching it on TV. I was six years old. And I, was, I couldn't understand, like, you know, because I was like, what's going on here? I mean, my... My, we're watching, my grandparents were very, very political, and we're not going to mention anything about politics on this show. Right, yeah, yeah um, exactly. But uh, I'll be a rabbit hole we'll never get out of. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of a sudden, it was, I remember, I remember, forget vividly, we didn't own a TV as a family. It was a weird thing we were involved in, but, um, but we were visiting my grandparents as we did every June, and we're sitting there watching the news, and all of a sudden, breaking news. O.J. Simpson refuses to surrender. Now police are chasing him. And I'm like, six years old, I couldn't understand what was going on. Now looking back, I'm like, he's going all of 25 miles an hour. Yep. And And blue Bronco. White. Was it white? It was white. It trust me, it was white. I mean, I, I, there's a running joke I have with a, with, with some coworkers. I'm gonna buy one of the new Ford Broncos, paint white, and name it OJ. <laughs> Because everybody names their cars these days. Just, yeah, I'll just get a white Bronco and call it OJ Jr. or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I remember, like you said, I just remember watching it. I don't really really recall. I, mean, I was about, what, 27, about six years. Yeah, so I was about same age, six. And uh, I just like, huh. You know, they were watching it. My dad's like, you know, of course, my mom, my parents were talking about it. I'm like, Whatever, because six year old, all you used to know is there's a car on the <laughs> driving and people behind them, and you really don't think much of it. Of course, you know OJ Simpson, the uh, you know one of the one of the greats to play, and I even get the whole subject of OJ Simpson. We all, everybody, has, <clears throat> everybody has an opinion about OJ Simpson. Yeah, I think he's one of those first people to have a big character on and off the field. Oh yeah. 
I mean, which OJ are you talking about? The football player or the or the <laughs> guy who couldn't understand how to behave himself? I don't know. Well, football player, he wasn't too shabby. Uh, yeah. The the one the one that just couldn't stay out of trouble. I think the fame got to his head just a little bit. Or that's the real OJ that showed. And I know people out there probably gonna you know if you're listening <clears throat> or eventually will listen down the road or what what have you. You know you probably got upset with what I probably just said. That's perfectly fine. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of a lot of athletes. Musicians doesn't even have to be an athlete. Musicians, politicians, whatever the case may be, the fame gets to a, to the head just a little bit, or that's just a real person. Yeah, most definitely. I won't get into what my my personal opinion about the whole trial, but nonetheless, um, I just can't believe it's, it's been twenty seven years though. I'm not talking about it. It's like crazy. I was watching, I forgot what I was watching. Might have been old wrestling, wrestling videos. I was just scrolling through. Um, I think it was on Twitter, and I don't really like. You know, I, obviously, I don't watch much now because I don't really care much for the wrestling now. But you know, used to back in the day, you had you know the NWO, Bret Hart, World Ultimate Warrior, so on and so forth. And it's like twenty something years ago. I'm like, man, I can't believe it was like this. Here I am growing up. These and then a lot of wrestlers I used to watch, they're dead. I'm like, uh, I'm like, wow. Even though I'm not that old, but still, I just can't believe how time flies. And the fact that the fact I think someone told me two days ago we were halfway through the 2021 year, which is unbelievable in itself. And so, um, no, it's it's been a while. But no, I didn't, I didn't realize it's been that long. Um, I knew the anniversary of OJ's. OJ's uh, car chase is coming up. I just didn't realize how long it's been. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> 27 years ago, I mean, there's, I mean we, we just finished talking about Trey Young. He wasn't even born Mm-mm. when OJ Simpson did this. It's like, holy cow, time's just blazing by. It's insane. And, and just think that, you know, next year is, is to, of course, 2022. But next year is is already midterm election when it comes to politics. And I think, yeah, I think we're voting for a governor next year in Oklahoma. And it's just, uh, it's pretty amazing how time flies. And it's kind of scary because you just don't realize, you know, a buddy of mine uh, or a friend of ours uh, recently passed away from COVID and, you know, he's only 50 and, and, um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, puts him into motion, not just from him, just in life in general, regardless uh, whatever the case may be, is life is short, and boy, time flies. It just makes it shorter. Yeah, it does. Uh, speaking of time flies, so I was scrolling through old pictures of Oklahoma City, and there's a group that I, I am in. It's called Oklahoma City Then and Now, or something like that. But anyway, so it was showing old pictures, and I'm not for sure. I'm sure you'll remember it as well. The old State Fair Speedway um, grandstand near the State Fair yeah. grounds. Of course, it showed pictures of that, which I never been to, but my dad always went and when he was growing up and said he had a blast, even though it was loud. Um, but that he had a blast. And of course, the old uh, all sports uh, ballpark 
for the uh, 89ers. A lot of people don't realize the Oklahoma City 89ers before they moved downtown, which was eventually the Oklahoma City Redhawks, then became the Oklahoma City Dodgers. But in the meantime, um, did you know they tore that thing in 2010? I didn't realize it was that long ago. Yeah. That's what this one, they took care of it. <clears throat> did you ever go down to the State Fair Speedway? I never did. Um, I uh, I always wanted to, but never, of course, didn't have a job in high school, which is a bit shocking, but uh, um, I never didn't have a car or nothing, so I never got a chance to go down there and check some, I'm not, I'm not a huge race fan, more sports fan, I would love to go there, I mean, Nowadays, I take a special trip after Ardmore every night because that's mm-hmm. the only dark track that I can think of that's even nearby. And but I never got a chance to go to the speedway. I would have loved to see it, especially in its heyday. I'm a huge old school race guy. Um, I'll, I'll send my uh, spend my evenings watching some old races on YouTube and just killing time. Oh yes, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll literally watch like I watched yesterday an old John. You know, I had nothing to do with. Uh, racing but the old john airway commercial way back in the mid 80s um but no i just um always always um just love watching old old whatever basketball games you know really old football ou football games just because you know you always you always wish you were around to watch billy sims and joe washington and and um so on and so forth but real quick um I'm going to name a few games, you know, talking about old teams and someone scrolled, um, did the Oklahoma city ever have like, who was the Cavs or something like that? So I researched, you know, the Oklahoma city Calvary, which was a part, um, where is it at? The continental, the CBA, the continental basketball association. Obviously yeah. that was, um, never went there. I know that, um, I missed now. I did go to a few blazer games, um, in the, Marriott, but of course later on in the Ford Center when they originally um, built the new arena. Going back to, I know it's <clears throat> random topic, <clears throat> random talking, excuse me, but um, a lot of just kind of getting Oklahoma City realized people don't realize what Oklahoma City is. We actually have, a, we were a great sports market, people just don't realize that. Um, going back to older Oklahoma City teams, did you go to any of the past previous OKC team games or not much? I didn't really go to sporting events. I mean, you know, uh, other than the only thing I remember was a uh, um, Red Hawks game when I was in the fifth grade. And it was cloudy, overcast, and chilly. And, of course, we had to get back to the school to get back home, you know, whatever. So we had to leave in, like, the eighth inning. And I'll never forget, right as we get on the bus, the sun comes out. (laughs) I'm like, Really? Wow. Yeah. We were playing the, uh, what was known then as the Colorado Springs Sky Sox. I think they're now the Albuquerque Isotopes or something like that. They, they're no longer in existence. They folded. Or either, either folded or transferred. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't, I'm, I'm scrolling through. I wasn't around for half the stuff, but the only ones I remember, the arena football, when we had the arena football. Oh, the yard dogs. The Oklahoma oh, City yard dogs. Um, I went to two of their games, one when they moved to the Myriad for some reason, or that was the Cox Center at the time. And yeah. then, of course, one in the Ford Center at the time was the Ford Center, which is now the Chesapeake Energy Arena, which they're now waiting mm-hmm. on the new name for that arena. But um, 
So I went there, won Barron's game. I don't know how I got tickets to that because I was not interested in that team at all. But anyway, it was cool. Um, Blazers, Ford Center. I don't. I recall. I don't think I was in the Marriott for that one. I think my dad went to the that one. I did not go for the Marriott one. I didn't go to many. Of course, Oklahoma City Red Hawks. Of course, now Dodgers. But um, not much. I hope that uh, I'm seeing you know soccer team, rugby team, women's football team. I just I don't know half that stuff. But um, but anyway, no. It just kind of brings back because you know it's kind of like. Moving forward, I know we talked about it last week or week prior, of course, the future of the sports, what we do, what we could see, what we couldn't see here. Um, but uh, I do miss the good old arena football days. I know they had a Brick, Bricktown Brawlers. I don't know. I never went to one of those games. But um, nonetheless, uh, I, I, arena football was fun. It was. And um, they actually – do you remember the Oklahoma Wranglers? Oh, yes, when Bob Cortese was head coach. Yes, and they went to the playoffs and then lost in the quarterfinals. Yep. Uh, they were on for around for two years before they went defunct. But uh, I was I was really excited about having, you know, seeing Oklahoma major in some professional sports because I've always been told that Oklahoma State is too small of a market to handle uh, any professional sports. Now you've got the, pro th- the big thunder and then you've got the Dodgers minor league baseball team. So I think Oklahoma's doing really good uh, in the sports market. I think we'll get back there. Uh, I know the you know, markets across the world. And a lot of – and all the listeners out there, a lot of people don't realize is back in uh, 94-ish, 93, maybe. No, it wouldn't be 95 because they would have been around. But uh, prior to the Indianapolis Colts being named the Indianapolis Colts and rewarded that franchise, you know, the NFL was actually down here <clears> – um, those years, you know, looking for expansion. I still believe, and of course, that was 20, look, let's just say roughly 22, you know, 18 years ago, almost 20. Let's just play devil's advocate. I still really believe, had they known that we would have had the MAPS 3 projects, now we're looking to the MAPS 4 project, which now uh, insists of the brand new uh, stadium, multi purpose stadium. Obviously, what their goal is MLS, we get it. Um, Regardless, if that happens, I don't know. The energy better start winning if that's ever going to happen. But yeah. um, <laughs> and that's not looking like this year at all. But none, nonetheless, um, I still think we would have probably not that year. But I would think was because Jacksonville came in. I think what ninety was Jacksonville also ninety five when they came in the league. I think they may be ninety nine. I'm not quite sure. I'm gonna check that in just a second here. Uh, I still think we would have had a chance uh, to get an NFL team that time. But maybe down the road, I just think, unfortunately for the NFL, I think I talk, mentioned this to Dan, because I think Dan at one point talk, talked about it way back then. Was yeah, the, they, were, they were 95 when they, when they formed. I still think that's just too close of markets now. I don't think Oklahoma City is going to get an NFL team. But um, it'd be cool, <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I just it would be cool, but you're going to have a tough time competing with Oklahoma and mm-hmm. Oklahoma State as far as fan base is concerned because people really don't have the money to buy college football tickets and pro oh, football no. tickets. So you're gonna, it's going to be really struggling to really take off with the popularity. And 
the fact that again, like we talked last week with the possibility of the um, say of the Oakland Athletics coming to Oakland City, you're not going to be able to build a stadium out here. No, I think uh, I think the MLS would be the first first. Uh, I think that's and honestly, I think that's the city's mainly main focus is that MLS franchise. I know that, um, you know, at one point in time, I was looking through the, the people that's backing up the stadium. At one point in time, the commissioner of the Major League Lacrosse was a big supporter. Of course, now the Major League Lacrosse is no more. So I don't know now. Obviously, that may not even be in the mix, obviously, now. But um, nonetheless, you know, I think Oklahoma City is going to get a team. I know there's people like, this is random, but um, Oklahoma City is a sports market. It will eventually be a big league market. Uh, just it's gonna be it's gonna be a while. Well, <clears throat> but uh, speaking of the energy, I I ain't gonna lie, I haven't followed them much. I do know that they let go of their head coach. I do know that they had a meeting with the fans. I do know that there's a lot of turmoil from the fans to the club to the to the club. Oh uh, four and four. I know the games. I'm just, I read on Twitter, we're not close, they're not close. I don't know. The energy's, I don't know, to it, I hate to be the very bad news, but always a good debate. With with time still being tough in regards to money and everything else, does the energy eventually fold if, if the lack of, if the lack of success is still out there, which right now it's, it's definitely out there, because they're not competitive at all. Um, yeah. Could we, I mean, honestly, I hate saying this, but could we legit lose this team? Or do you think it's just, see, I don't know how the USL works with the MLS. I don't know if we're affiliated, even if we're affiliated with somebody to begin with. I don't know that. I don't know how all this works and how, who pays what and this, that, and something else. But let's just say there's no affiliation to a major league soccer uh, club. They're already yeah, having yeah. issues. I don't know if the stadium is even progressing. Could we legit? Could could we lose this team? Um, honestly, they we might be able to lose. We could legitimately lose this team because they're they're still playing at Taft Stadium, and Taft Stadium is a historic relic in Oklahoma City. It's been around for decades. Oh yeah, and it had, I mean, it's showing its age. I went to a game and it was like, holy cow, we could feel the steps creaking. I mean, you could see cracks in the brick. Um, but it's all about what happens with the stadium. If this stadium fails and the team doesn't perform well, which they aren't right now, we could see that the um, that the um, organ um, that the owners of the team, you know, we're just going to take our business elsewhere. We're not going to pump money in this thing and not get any return on investment. I've been to a few and they were all free tickets. Uh, and that's just because <laughs> yeah. they, a buddy of mine was, he couldn't go. And he's like, hey, him and his wife couldn't go. He's like, hey, do you want them? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, <laughs> I, I just, and I'm not knocking the club. I just, uh, it, it, it's tough, but anyway, no, I agree with you though. And you know, this puts me back way back then, uh, 2007, way before I was even married at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know at the time, but when I was actually dating someone else at the time, 
her alma mater was Northwest Classic. Well, we went to the homecoming game, which no one told me you had to have metal detectors out there, Lord forbid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> September 2001 changed everything. So, <laughs> seeing it from then till now was amazing. And then, you know, just, you know, just do a quick pat down. Okay, you're good to go. Now I got metal detectors, take off your shoes. Play back policy. I mean, good night. What are they gonna do? Ask for Dale Records. <laughs> no. That's no. the ultimate invasion of privacy, right there. <laughs> well, yeah, you, yeah, by a long shot. Uh, people that's out there listening, look up Taft's statement. I built in the thing 1930s to 20s, something that ridiculous. Uh, way back then, like David mentioned. Um, Historic venue. They did a wonderful job renovating it. Um, I thought it was a ridiculous what they did to it because it's like, why are we doing this? And we're gonna get a brand new stadium and so on and so forth. Whatever. But anyway, they done a wonderful job. But no, at the end of the day, success. Success is not out there this year at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Taft Stadium was built in the '30s after the as part of the New Deal. Wow. Yeah, so because if you look at the stadium, it's got that stone-on-stone construction that was part of that because they, uh, some guy, some some engineer realized that if you could put stones together, you didn't have to use mortar and wait for it to cure. You could just put literally stack stones and then set them, and they could build. You could build walls that way. There's a um, here in Edmond, Oklahoma. The VFW post meets the, mm-hmm. not, but the American Legion, rather. There's a difference between the two. And I apologize if I've been any veterans out there. But um, it was built, what's called the Works Progress Administration, WPA. And that's what they did. It was quick build. Just, we're going to get these guys to work. We're going to pay them, you know, which was, you know, decent wages at the time. And they just literally stacked stone on stone on stone, leveled it off, and called it good. And it's one of the coolest. It's a really cool stadium, but like I said, it's it's eight, almost eight. Uh, it's gonna be eighty years old in uh, eleven years or fourteen years. So it's showing its age. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely showing its age. And you know, I'll be honest with the the game. Besides the 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 grid um, that's on the um, north side of the. The stadium, besides their little hyper selves up, drum beat oh, yeah, yeah. Really, I'm gonna be honest with you. The fan base just seems not energetic. I just wasn't. No, they aren't. I mean, no, no pun intended, but it's just right, like yeah. They, I mean, when I went there in 20, I think it was 2019. Yeah, um, I got free tickets, and uh, one of the sponsors who was I was subscribing to their service, and. They said, hey, you can claim up to four, as a subscriber, you can claim up to four energy tickets. So I got two tickets. I called a buddy of mine and said, hey, you want to go to He's a huge soccer fan. And so we met, and that's when I realized that, okay, parking's a little bit tricky over here because of where the stadium is. And it was like, okay, so we found a place to park, walked across the street. We enjoyed the game. It ended up being in a draw. And the um, supporters, as they're known, the grid over yep. there on the um, – if it were a football field, I think it would be the north end zone because um, it shares its uh, – it's part of the school district, Oklahoma City School District. Mm-hmm. So I can't remember what school plays there. But, it used to uh, be way back then, Northwest Class, and I don't know if it's still them or not. I have no idea. Yeah, but uh, but it would be one of the end zones, and they were loud. 
And then I was, um, I, I was following them and I was like watching some highlights and I was like, there's no energy. Mm-mm. And like I said, no fun to do but there's no, there's no passion. You know, these are the guys who to be helping support it. And when I, there was a warning that if you sit in the support section, you will be, it will be loud. You will be asked to cheer loudly. But um, it was like, you know, there's, there's, there's no, there's no energy. It's just, it's dull. Yeah. Um, I went there. I forgot how I got the first free tickets. And then I took my dad and my son. It was, and my dad's just like me. We're not a huge diehard soccer fan. We went there in person just to say we went there in person. Second time, um, took him to the oldest. It was colder than you know what. And uh, it just, the energy just was not there. Just, I don't know. It just seemed like we're just there to meet and greet and really make, I, I don't know, make friends. Yeah, exactly. And in fact, um, they uh, they they've only in their in their history they've only qualified for playoffs three times, and that was in fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen. And they got, um, and then they haven't even gotten anywhere near it. And unfortunately, like I said, if they don't start winning, the the fans are like, well, I'm not going to pay more taxes to support a team that doesn't isn't going to be successful. And then the ownership group's not going to uh, put money into a team that's not going to do have the proper saving to play. They may just look to fold and if they can't find a new place to play. Absolutely. And, and the one support I do miss, I know it's a interesting. I know it wasn't much, you know, definitely went to, you with the NBA playoffs. And I was scrolling through the, the old logos of these people sharing all these sports teams. I'm like, eh, this would be a decent topic to talk about. I didn't have much planned today. But um, do you think we get a hockey team back, or, or, or is our hockey t- days done in Oklahoma City? Because, um, you know, I know the I Thunder know. don't share that arena worth nothing. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, it would be uh, the money to maybe put it at the. Uh, the sports arena, as, as I'll call it, until we find a new naming naming sponsor. But um, I don't know how much it costs to have a ice rink uh, on standby. Um, and if, of course, they would be playing at the same time as Thunder, so you would have to have that quick turnaround, which mm-hmm. would be possible, but that would involve hiring people who know what they're doing to convert it from the ice rink to the basketball floor to the arena floor back to the basketball floor and all these other things um i don't know if um we could uh support it again but um we could uh, i i think we could uh it would be worth a, a look into um the ahl which is known as the american hockey hockey league uh they're expanding the palm springs florida this coming fall um, they're going to, uh, they've awarded a franchise. It's their 32nd team in the AHL. So um, if Oklahoma were to get a, a AHL team, they would have to have two expansion teams because you can't have an odd number of teams in the league. You have to have an even number so you can balance schedules and have playoffs and all that good stuff. Absolutely. And um, of course, we mentioned last week, might have been the week prior, the USFL. Um, could be a potential. I don't know 
again, as we mentioned, and that's another thing with the with the uh, energy with and Sam with the issue with OU. Uh, no disrespect, but parking's the biggest issue. Um, there's no parking at Taft Stadium. Uh, definitely no parking in Norman. We all know that. If you ever been in Norman, everyone, uh, you either know about it or you heard about it. There's no parking at all down there. Of course, Bricktown's getting better, but it's it's got some work on to do. Um, I always thought the XFL would be a hit. I don't know if that's even going to get off the ground at this point, but nonetheless, uh, I'm actually. I mean, I'm excited for it. Regardless, I'm really looking forward to the Thunder's full capacity again. Uh, at the peak, I don't know where the Blues going to play because now they lost. Of course, the the convention center is now bought out from a, a Louis production place, which is interesting. So I don't know what that's going to take place with the Blue next year, um, next season, so on and so forth. So we'll just have to find out. Yeah, they made that other uh, the Oklahoma City convention center that's on the west side of, as you can see from the from the highway, which. I think would be great. It's a great place. It's a great spot to be at because you can see you know, banners from the highway or see banners from the highway. And I could put like signs up there saying, Hey, the blue plane tonight or put billboards and advertising and people say, Hey, I know you, I mean, everybody knows about the thunder, but you, you know, like I said, I didn't realize we had a blue until just a few years ago <laughs> when, uh, when it was on the local news that this player got sent to blue. I'm like, who's the blue? And I'm like, wait a minute, there's a G league team here. I didn't know that, but it should be interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, I agree. It's it's um, never haven't been. I have not been inside the new convention center. I've seen pictures of it. It's a wonderful, wonderful facility. Of course, right across the street from a uh, the Sisseltail Park, which is amazing. Definitely, if you're ever guys visiting Oklahoma City, I highly at least suggest walking it. That's a uh, a very nice park. I would say ballpark. It might be one of these days. Uh, park, nonetheless. Um, David, do you have any plans for the Father's Day weekend? Um, not really. Um, I do have a, uh, um, getting a good, getting together with a friend. Um, but, uh, other than that, I don't really know. I, I do know, um, there's a, another friend of mine, uh, she's one of those, uh, special, uh, bakers that makes those fancy cakes that you see on like cooking competitions mm-hmm. and stuff. And my dad's really into game shows. So I got her to make a wheel of fortune themed cake. Nice. Uh, for Father's Day and uh, picking that up this weekend. So I'm really excited to see how it turned out. Uh, I'm just told her, she said, if you get pictures and they'll just surprise me. I trust you on this. So I'm really excited about that. But first, I'm with my dad, of course, he's in uh, his health isn't the greatest. Uh, he's a Vietnam veteran and uh, was exposed to Agent Orange in there. And so we, most of you guys know about that, uh, about the after effects of that. So uh, I'm proud of you to spend the day with him and Maybe watch a couple baseball games with him and see what's going on, but nothing really major. Yeah, I got nothing major myself. Of course, uh, I'm going to spend it with my dad. Hopefully, get a picture with him. Um, maybe, maybe we got to know. Unfortunately, his health is is not the greatest, and so uh, I'm going to definitely take this one and and use it to my advantage and and spend it wisely with him this year. But uh, other than that, um, not much. Same old thing. Um, Try to stay cool and <laughs> hope for the best. Yeah, man, it's like it's, uh, I saw a picture on uh, social media earlier. It's sure one of those big old windmills that you see those wind generators <laughs> had melted and it said Oklahoma right now. 
Yeah, it's like everything's melting. It's like, yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, you just step outside and it's like, there's not even a breeze, so it's just stagnant. There's nothing worse than stagnant heat because you're just like, ugh. Oh, man, it's horrible. It is horrible, but uh, in fact, um, for those of you who don't know, I work for a, a, a local warehouse, com- a local company owns a, a, one of the big warehouses out here, and uh, we had a shipment come in yesterday, and I guess the guy, had somebody cut him off on the way in or whatever because his load had shifted, and when we opened up the doors to his trailer, half of the stuff that was at the back of the trailer fell out into the parking lot, so I had to spend 30 minutes in the heat yesterday picking up boxes out of the parking lot. <laughs> I was like, oh, and then, of course, we don't, I mean, we're in a big warehouse, so they can't really have climate control that's nope. efficient, so it's like 85 80, 85 degrees there when it's real hot and it's just like you're just dripping and it's like almost pack a rag or something just wipe the sweat off my face. I don't so I don't just you know so I can actually see what I'm doing. <laughs> 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 it's just gets in my eyes and it stings and it's like I can't see anything and it's just like miserable but so it is it's where we live and we just gotta deal with it. Well, that's what I was telling my uh, accounts today. Went to go visit, and uh, that's what she said. She said, unfortunately, as much as you know, we despise it here, it's, it's just a part of the, the lifestyle that we live in Oklahoma, and just got to deal with it. Yeah, in fact, this is not sports-related at all, but it's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, we're talking about shortages of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody knows about the whole toilet paper fiasco last year, and then I was supposed to, there was a gas shortage in southeast because of the pipeline issue and then now there's going to be a meat issue meat shortage issue because of this plan that had to shut down for a couple of days because they got hacked and uh read on the news yesterday that uh oklahoma city has a lifeguard shortage so they don't have a they don't have all their pools open because they don't have lifeguards to over to watch out for people that may have incidents so uh, oh man yeah, and people, I can't go that far because it's closed. Now we got to cross the city, and it's just like, okay, to take a road trip to go swimming. It's like, when's the last time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, back to back, we're gonna go swimming. Yeah, it's gonna be an all-day affair because it takes time to get to the nearest pool. Oh <laughs> uh, well, in that case, listeners, you better get your uh, get your meats packed up because uh, if that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. but, uh, anyway, <laughs> it is interesting but i uh, just wanted to kind of end the podcast on a good note um you know i was uh, i'm just glad to see that you know baseball stadiums are full again uh, yep. with fans even even the state states that had the most restrictions due to covid or letting people back in and uh um there was a uh, speaking of fans um there was a, a altercation outside the Denver um, uh, Denver uh, Suns game uh, last week. Uh, apparently, this guy was just having fun, and um, Phoenix, of course, swept Denver. And uh, Nikola Jokic uh, was knocked out of the playoffs. His first time since '89 that the reigning MVP got swept in the playoff series, and. Uh, they were just talking trash, and the guy started pushing him. He's like, okay, you know what? I want to defend myself. And he knocked the guy out. I mean, knocked him out cold. And Nikola Jokic heard about it, 
and gave the guy an autographed jersey. I I, I agree. Um, it's good to see these ballparks back to normalcy. I know I got a notification or an email, I should say, uh, from the Yankees. Of course, if anybody does not know, I'm a Yankee fan. Um, but, uh, of course, I know they're now officially in full capacity, of course, in New York with, like David mentioned, a lot of restrictions uh, out there as well. But, no, I'm with you. I'm glad to see, glad to see these uh, ballparks back in uh, normalcy. Of course, college football is going to be the same as well. So I think even though we, we have shortage of lifeguards and, and toilet paper, which I still am confused on that one, um, gas and meats and all that good stuff. Nonetheless, um, I'm glad that we're starting to see some normal in regards to ways of uh, getting our uh, getting our um, personal lives away just for a few hours to enjoy something that that we all love. Yep, and I was just looking at the football schedule, and we are uh, about 66 days away from the start of college football. Sounds about right. Sounds yeah, about uh, right. August 28th is the last Saturday of August is the first official kick, uh, kickoff. And I look at the schedule. That's the uh, the big game of the day is uh, Nebraska and Illinois. So it should be an interesting game on that. You know what? Um, I've got – it's been great having, having me on, Mike. Hey, dude, I enjoy it. It's a blast. I know next week we got, we'll have a lot to talk about. And uh, 87 days away from the – the NFL season, I think it's 84, I think, in the total. But, no, nah, dude, it's, I love having you on. It's it's totally a blast. Yeah. All right, guys. I know it's probably one of those weird podcasts. Not really. No, it's a cool podcast. Hope you got to learn quite a bit of history in Oklahoma City. By all means, if you ever visit Oklahoma City, uh, definitely check out. At least drive by Taft Stadium. At least you can say you win one of the uh, – oldest uh, stadiums, if not in the state, and maybe in the country. I don't really know. But nonetheless, not in the country. I think Wrigley Field and uh, Fenway Park have been beat. Um, but anyway, uh, David, as always, dude, it's been fun. Take care of yourself, bro. You too, Mike. Mike. I'll see you next week. Absolutely. We'll be here next week, same time. Don't forget, this episode will drop tonight, midnight, on all major platforms. And uh, as always, Follow the show on Twitter at Air Raid underscore podcast. And uh, Facebook is uh, Air Raid Attack Podcast. From David to Mike, we will see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Have a great, happy Father's Day weekend. And we will talk to you later.